It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. One for three. One for three? Yeah, or one and that's two? That's what I meant. One for three. Oh, one for three. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> USC, baby. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 715 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, May the 15th. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com and uh, Basketball, a brand new podcast you can go check out over on the Stringer Labs Podcast Network. Find it on your favorite podcast platforms, all that good stuff. Also, a note that uh, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, which is the sponsor of the entire Locked On Podcast Network for the month of May. Built Bars are awesome. Toffee Almond, I still can't get out of my head and I got to order some more because they're so so good so uh, we'll talk more about Built Bar a little bit later on but thanks to them for sponsoring the podcast this month and the entire network and of course across the network we're doing some great stuff lots of great what ifs going on around the league as uh, we do uh, across the network that is as we do what ifs week for this week and next week actually as we have earlier this week on here on this year podcast talking about Andrea Bargnani and Vince Carter missing the shot and we will continue doing that today on Locked On Raptors as we dive into, I think, maybe my favorite what-if we've come across so far, and one that is uh, wrought with all sort of butterfly effect potential, and joining me to talk about, uh, we'll, we'll save what the actual what-if is in just a second, but joining me on today's show is my co-host on uh, Basketball, it is Katie Heidel. <laughs> Katie, what's up? Hi, Sean. Uh, we, we are just talking so much now. Which How is nice. sick of, the, of <laughs> me are you? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> oh. Well, that's good. I'm not sick of you either, by the way. But I have, a, I think, probably a more uh, annoying personality. So I would not blame you if you were 
uh, sick of hearing my my big dumb voice. Thank you for coming on the show today, Katie. Uh, I teased it three seconds ago. I don't know why I held off <laughs> for dramatic tension or whatever. But today on the show, the what if we are diving into is what if the Toronto Raptors were not in fact named the Toronto Raptors and instead went with one of the nine other names that were in the finals of the fan vote Drawn from, I think, 2,000 suggestions across the board in the early 90s, whittled down to 10, and we're going to go through each of those nine other potential names, plus the Raptors, uh, and determine a few things. We're going to talk about whether it's a good or bad name, what the jerseys might have looked like, what the color scheme would have been. We're going to dive into whether or not the mascot would have been uh, starkly changed from the Raptor in terms of personality. Obviously, it would have looked different. We'll talk about the aesthetic of the mascot as well. And we will also get into you know larger questions like would the Raptors be viewed as sort of like a joke team the way they were for a long time because of the name Raptors? What are the impressions of the name today? And overall, what would the implications on the franchise's success have been had they taken on any of these names that uh, were chosen by the fans and not ultimately voted for as Raptors prevailed thanks to Jurassic Park. Katie, my first question to you about this is, do you remember the sort of vote for the uh, the team name? I was not quite cognizant at this time. I, I don't know what your sort of situation was in terms of fandom or understanding of what the team was going to be and, and excitement for the team. But did you submit any names? Did you have a vote for the name? What did you what was your impression at the time? Yeah, I voted. Um, I didn't submit a name, but I voted. And I think this, I wrote this in like my, I guess you didn't read my first rap's memory, Sean. Um, but I wrote about this. <laughs> I when did I was, though, I did. Well, you know, maybe revisit it, but I'm happy to. That was like a year ago, Katie, come on. It feels like a year ago, but it was like yeah. two months ago. <laughs> I know, um, I know. <laughs> anyway, yes, I did vote. Uh, I voted for the Raptors because I like seeing Jurassic Park. Even before I saw Jurassic Park, I was a kid who liked dinosaurs a lot. So mm-hmm. like, I was like, this is sick, like this team that we could have a team named after what was like arguably the coolest and scariest dinosaur in that film franchise. Uh, Probably not so much in real life. They were pretty small, Um, Mm -hmm. but no. And then I think even like there was like T-Rex. I thought I I distinctly remember, and I do feel the same way now. It was like too cumbersome, like just out Mm -hmm. of the other like dinosaur options. Um, But no, I, I must've missed my parents had and still have, a Toronto, Star, a Toronto Star subscription, and that's where the voting was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where I saw the names, but I must have missed or didn't really care about. I didn't really read the paper at that age <laughs> fully, but I didn't write in to, to vote. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I, there a lot of names were tossed in. I think a couple that were thrown around was like the Toronto Slam Jammers and some other oh stuff God. I saw in headlines. I remember like Tarantulas, Towers, T-Rexes, mm-hmm. Raptors. Um, those were like the, the ones I still remember of like mm-hmm. being in the running. And then when you said today, nine other ones, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So actually, Towers was not one of the last 10. It was tossed around, but it was not one of the final 10. The final 10 names in the Toronto Raptors name game contest were the Beavers, the Bobcats, the Dragons, the Grizzlies, (laughs) the Hogs, the Raptors, the Scorpions, the T-Rex, the Tarantulas, and the Terriers. So these are the names we're going to be analyzing today. Towers is better than I think all of those except for Raptors. That would have been a decent name. Uh, and I still maintain that the best name 
and a name that needs to be used for a Toronto sports team, whether it's the NWHL team that's that's coming up very soon or whenever the, the city gets a WNBA team, I think Toronto Smoke needs to be a name. I'm not a huge fan of non-pluralized team names, but I think Smoke works really well. The Big Smoke, you could say things, say things like, oh, they don't want this smoke, things like that. Uh, I think Toronto Smoke needs to be implemented as a name very soon for one of the pro sports teams that comes through town. We're not going to linger on that. I think I've talked about that and wax poetic about that on the podcast before, so we are not going to uh, linger on that. Uh, let's get into the names here, Katie. We'll just go alphabetical order here. The first name, the Beavers. Of course, lots of Canadian connotations here. The Toronto Beavers, first of all, is that a good or a bad team name? It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's weak as hell. It's really bad. <laughs> I mean, beavers are pretty vicious. Is something I've learned like relatively recently. Like they can be, but it's just like it's, they're too small. They're not an athletic animal. No. Nope. <laughs> um, <laughs> like yes, they're very committed. <laughs> uh, they've got a lot of like a singular drive, but it's like mm-hmm. not toward basketball. Um, I guess you've got some like hardwood wood like connotations. Maybe this is like, but that's like the only direct parallel I could really see. Uh, you're looking at like disgusting colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the mascot I can already picture also because, you know, they would like make it like a jacked up or like psychotic, like coyote mm-hmm. um, Spurs coyote looking style of like beaver. So mm-hmm. that would suck. <laughs> Yeah, no, this well, one. Now I'm kind of intrigued. <laughs> no, I think you're just, you were just intrigued. I know you, and it was just as soon as I talked about the mascot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big floppy tail is like like tripping kids and stuff like that. I think the hijinks there could be pretty fun. No, it is a bad name. Beavers, yes, there are like sort of workmanlike traits to beavers. I, I just really think that the only players the beaver's name would ever embody would be like, the classic second round rebounding big man who tries hard but is not very good, like Quincy AC. Yes. That's pretty much the only parallel you'd find in terms of players. Um, the colors, I'm thinking of like the Oregon State Beavers, and I'm pretty sure they're like brown and orange, which. Yeah, not, like not a, a mulch. I was yeah. thinking like almost like a mulch brown and like a mud brown and like a tan brown as a highlight. <laughs> Just like only browns, which is gross. <laughs> Very gross, for sure. Uh, we don't need to dive into the uh, slang terms as well, which we'll also come up with a later <laughs> name that's been tossed around mm-hmm. uh, that would probably draw a lot of uh, f- making fun and things like that as well. Uh, yeah, Beavers is a no for me. What do you think the fate of the franchise would have been if the Raptors had become the Toronto Beavers? Do you think they win a title in 2019? Do you think they relocate before the 2000s? Uh, what, what do you think is, is the outcome for the team if they are called the Beavers? It's not an aspirational name. And like I, have, I feel like that the trajectory of the team would kind of follow along similar lines. You know, it's sort of like they may toil like as the beaver toils um, in sort of like <laughs> the, middle, the middle of the pack. Like I don't think they completely suck like dead last, but I also don't think you're not really looking at any excitement. You're probably not going to capture the young fan base, which then became like this fan base and the next generation of fan base after us mm-hmm. in the same way with that name. Absolutely not. Um, you might have had like more boomers initially <laughs> as fans right. of the team. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, this is just like, they're not, 
they'd still they would still be toiling today. I think the you know beavers is obviously the it's the very Canadian name to have, right? It's the national animal for some reason. Uh, I don't want to disparage beavers too much. They're cool, but yeah, they're, they're cool. Again, they're they're kind of weak sauce in terms of like. I mean, like, they were what our the early economy was based on as like yeah. colonizers. So I mean, this is true. <laughs> But because of that, because it is such a deeply rooted Canadian thing, I feel like the whole Toronto's this northern outpost that no one cares about uh, sort of uh, stigma attached to the team might have been even more pronounced than it has been over the For course sure. of the 25 years of the franchise. And you're probably even amplifying the whole no one wants to come here. Like what other guys don't report in addition to Alonzo Mourning and Kenny Anderson if they're called the Toronto Beavers and they're just steeped in Canadiana? I think that probably would be uh, run pretty counter to what you're trying to do in being a global brand. Um, Katie, we're going to move on to the other names in just a second. But first, I want to tell people about Built Bar, which are the best tasting protein bars you're ever going to have. They are super tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors. You've got eight chocolate nut flavors, eight chocolate nut free flavors as well, and a bunch of new flavors coming out as well, including, I believe, a blueberry lemon pie or something along those lines. I know when we talked to the Built Bar people, they mentioned that flavor and I got very excited. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew, basically like a Mars bar, whereas a lot of the other protein bars you eat are gritty and tough to chew and you have to put them in like the microwave to make them so they're digestible. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. For example, in the peanut butter brownie flavor, you've got 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs, while the mint brownie has 15 grams of protein, 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. All across the board, Built Bars have 7 times less sugar than Cliff Bars. That's crazy. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com, and they do deliver to Canada. Hey, guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Katie, let's continue on here. Uh, we will dive into the next name alphabetically on this list of potential Raptors names, the Bobcats. About as doomed a name as you can find in uh, NBA lore. This would not have gone well, correct? I mean, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. This is just like an over... I associate like the name Bobcats with like more collegiate kind of level yep. sports because it's like, I think, a pretty ubiquitous name at that level. I don't mind it. Um, I think you're like on a better track in terms of like a more ferocious, like a bit more intimidating of a like Canadian animal. Um, but ultimately, I think a little bit forgettable. 
I think so too. And maybe this is all colored by the fact that the Charlotte Bobcats existed and were miserable yeah. for their entire <laughs> existence and had just like the worst color scheme in the world and it just never really clicked. And so maybe without that knowledge, the Bobcats seems a little bit more appealing. I do think they could have gone, if they were to go with a uh, smaller sized uh, predatory cat from Canada, the Lynx was the real choice here. Like the Toronto mm-hmm. Lynx makes some sense to me. Bobcats is, again, kind of weak. And it's funny that the only reason the Bobcats became an actual name for the Charlotte basketball team was because the guy who owned the team was named Bob and wanted his name infused into the team name, which is great. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't I think don't I knew any, that. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's I amazing. Bob something. But yeah, uh, there were no Bobs running the show for Toronto to start things out. So that was thankfully avoided. Uh, do you think they go with the orange and blue color scheme or is it something else? Um, um, no, I think like a gray. I'm trying to think of like a Bobcat's like winter coat, you know, mm-hmm. which I guess is runs pretty close to a, are a lynx and a Bobcat. Not the same thing. No, they're different. Bobcats they're different. Are, uh, they're smaller. They're smaller. Yeah. And they have, uh, I think, less pronounced ear Oh, tufts they're so cute. <laughs> oh, which is probably why you don't want them as your team. No. Um, yeah. They're really cute. They just look like bratty versions of lynxes. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're sort of tawny, um, sort of gray. They've got a little bit of black. I can see like a gray and icy blue, maybe. Something yeah, I'm like not that. seeing the I'm not seeing the blue. No. I'm seeing like a tawny, yellowy and like a gray, which is not a good combo. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm being I'm choosing to be literal. Yeah. Uh and so there's a scary cat mascot. Do you know what the mascot I'm talking about? There's a mascot <laughs> that I think is sort of after Oh yes. Okay, look up the Edmonton Oilers mascot. Because this, I think he is a fashion, or they are fashion. Oh, Bobcat. yeah, yeah. Bobcat, we don't want to. Uh, Look at this Hunter. thing. Hunter is a truly horrifying piece of work. Wow. And I feel like you're really running the risk of that being the mascot. The first picture is like a baby screaming, like right up <laughs> close to his face. Like this is like right along the lines of pre-surgery Pierre the Pelican in terms of fright. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Dead yeah. eyes, like really, but like dead eyes, but like alive eyes that would track you, like in a, yeah. like a ghost museum painting. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, this is to me a plus. You know how much I like my, my horrifying mascots. And so I would have been okay with this if this were the way the Raptors went uh, and went with the Bobcats and had this or something like this as their mascot. But there's also the, the fear that they go with something cute and plush and nondescript that uh, I, I don't think you want to run that risk. So. Um, in terms of success, I mean, the Bobcats literally relocated when they did exist. Would this have happened for the Raptors? Mm. Or the Toronto no. Bobcats, I should say. Like, Yeah, would they have... Like, they couldn't have... No. no. I don't think so. I th- again, I just think, like, maybe for... Maybe they'd still exist, but they'd be pretty forgettable. I think there's a real loser mentality. I think there's a chance that the Toronto Bobcats surpass the Charlotte Bobcats of 2012 for the worst winning percentage. In like a they season. might become the G League in a bizarro universe. They would become maybe like the G League team of the Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's carry on to the next name on this list here, Katie. The Toronto Dragons. 
Yeah. Which, uh, I'm shocked I didn't actually vote for this as a child because I, I was a fantasy nut. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm really glad they didn't end up with dragons. I think Me it's too. a bad team name. It's yeah. very, very plain. You mm-hmm. know, if you're going to go swamp dragons like the Nets, then that's a bit of a different story. I can get on board with that. But with no adjective or location in which the dragons live as part of the name, I think I'm pretty hard out on it. What are your sort of thoughts on the quality of dragons as a sports name? Yeah, dragons are often a pet peeve of mine. Dragons are often (laughs) done pretty poorly in sports, I think, Uh, just Mm -hmm. in terms of like the drawing of them. They're either like two futuristic guys. They're like jacked up, jacked up, look real (laughs) weird and muscular and like too human. Um yeah, I I don't know. Or they're just sort of like very lazily done. And I've not seen like a creative, good creative take. So mm-hmm. um, also like no bearing whatsoever on Toronto At all. or Canada. <laughs> yeah. So I th- again, <laughs> I think just like goes more to show like this is a this is a name like Bobcats kind of in sports that is sort of uh tossed around or i feel like a lot of teams are just like uh we'll just call them like high school teams they'll just be like oh we'll just call them the dragons it's it's like it's safe to use it's been used everywhere so no i think this one would be kind of doomed i think it wouldn't really engage like a new a new fan base let alone like a fan base just learning about basketball um it wouldn't feel like unique enough really to like engage with yeah and like And I know you mentioned you were a fantasy nut at the time, but I don't think, (laughs) like, dragon culture had really reached the heights of, say, dinosaur culture at the time. And it was really, I think, like, Harry (laughs) Potter, Lord of the Rings, and then on into Game of Thrones. That was... (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I mean, there's... I'll have to say, like, as a a fantasy reader, I have to disagree with you. I think there are definitely waves of dragon culture. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Let's not go into it, but I... Yes, in, in terms of, like, popularized mainstream dragon culture no it did not reach okay. the fever pitch that we've seen yeah um i and also on the note of it being a school's team like literally my fiance's school is called the dragons uh and their jerseys are whack looking uh, what what color scheme so their color scheme is like a uh, kelly green with black and like yellow uh trim yeah do you think they go with that or do they go with the popularized purple of the 90s and do they go with the same raptors color scheme no, I think it would be maybe the purple because like the purple wasn't really used, which is also mm-hmm. why I think they went for it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, like in that era, like the Pistons went to the that amazing metallic teal, which I think a lot mm-hmm. of people hate, but I love. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there were some other weird choices, but I feel like this would be the same Raptors purple and like a disgusting Kelly green. Yeah. And yeah. in a way, I do want to see those jerseys because of how ugly they would look and how cool I think they might be now. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want the team that they like resulted from. Would the team be good? Like, would they have any sort of success with the name, the dragons? Mm. Yeah. I don't like, I don't see them being as bad or as like made fun of as like beavers or bobcats, but um, I'm trying to think of like an equi- like an equivalent kind of. They mm-hmm. get tied in with like the magic, maybe in a disparaging Ooh. way, 
You know, that'd what be I mean? pretty fun rivalry, actually. The magic and the dragons. Well, because your mascot. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. In this in this universe, does stuff come? Does like stuff come about? Oh. Could there yeah, be so, like two dragon mascots in the league? I'm not sure when stuff comes into existence. I know the Magic are a couple years ahead of the Raptors in terms of expansion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like do the Raptors, do the Toronto Dragons get to a stuff like mascot first? Or does like the or do they go like muscly and sort of like the Raptor almost? And you know, just basically the <laughs> Raptor with wings. Is that, is that what they go with? Yeah, I mean, a mascot there aren't any mascots with wings. So because has I, wings, no? Does he have little ones? I think he has wings. I think it, Bernie has wings, too. The, the condor? The condor, no, the, I think, does. The shitty condor doesn't. I think it's, like, his arms, and then it's sort of, like, built into his arms. Oh, yeah. So that's also what happens with stuff. There's, like, pink frills on his yeah. arms that I think yeah. are meant to be wings, but they're not. They're, like, undersized wings. So a dragon, like a four-legged dragon with wings... That like would require separate wings. That would mm-hmm. be a cool, pretty cool mascot. Mm-hmm. But I did want to say, what would the implications be for Aaron Gordon's dunk contest career had Ooh. stuff not had stuff not existed in Orlando? <laughs> I think uh, maybe he wins both of his dunk contests. <laughs> I don't know. The stuff on the hover tracks slowly spinning is like is a wonderful dunk. But I wonder if maybe he doesn't rely so much on the mascot-themed dunks and maybe is forced to sort of go outside the box a little bit and, you know, diversify his repertoire a bit. Or did stuff give him the the magic and confidence he needed (laughs) to succeed? Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm glad they didn't... This isn't really a good one. This isn't really going to give you a lot of room to... It definitely makes the the franchise less Canadian, so maybe that's what they wanted at the time. But I don't think it actually is. Like, you know, they did Grizzlies in Vancouver. Obviously, they did Raptors, which is not Canadian. But we do have, Mm -hmm. like, a pretty robust paleontology. Um, Like, you know, in, like... Scene? Scene, yeah. I was going to say community, but it's a scene. It's more of a scene. Um, (laughs) A lot of buried, buried fossils in Alberta. But Mm -hmm. this doesn't really... It doesn't really let the franchise like lean into itself at any point, you know? Yeah. Canada also is, I think, too recent a country to have much of a castle history as well. Like, if there were more castles... <laughs> yeah, we the, never had like, castles. ...dotted about the countryside. The best prank yeah. I ever played on someone was telling them Castle Loma was an ancient Canadian castle. <laughs> and they believed me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, I just looked up winged uh, mascots. I think Hugo the Hornet has wings, although I can't see a back picture of him right now. Uh, and then uh, Harry the Hawk has, similar to stuff, the sort of wings on his arms built in. They're, they're pretty weak-ass wings. So <laughs> I think you're, you're, it checks out. There are not like robust wings on any mascots in the NBA right now. Um, before we continue on to talk about a couple more names, this is, I think, going to be a two-part episode, so we'll wrap up with uh, two be. more before we continue <laughs> on into part two of the podcast. But uh, before we get to that, I want to tell people about Blinkist, which is the best app you're going to ever have on your phone. It's hard to find the time to sit down and read and learn more, especially right now. Well, yes, you're at home quarantining and being responsible, but you got kids, you got homeschooling, you got to cook, you got work and Zoom calls, all that stuff, and it's hard to sit down. 
and work on personal development. There's an incredible app, though, that solves that problem, and I highly recommend it. It is called Blinkist. Blinkist is unique and works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know info from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people are known for how many books they read. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that info right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute or on your lunch break or while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, and health and history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from the bestsellers list, as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, but you never had time to. And again, it's so great to multitask. You can listen to Blinkist while you're driving in the car, while you're traveling, while you're making breakfast, working out. You can read it while you're on a plane, whenever planes are allowed again. There are endless places in which you can get all this information downloaded into your brain. Popular titles include Upheaval, Turning Points for Nations in Crisis by Jared Diamond, or Becoming by Michelle Obama. And you can also find sports titles as well, including Tiger Woods by Jeff Benedict and Secrets of Power Negotiating by Roger Dawson. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to all the massive library of condensed books on Blinkist, all the books you want for one low price right now for a limited time. Blinkist has a special offer for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash NBA and try for free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash NBA. Just start your free seven day trial and you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Katie, let's continue on talking about the next name on the list here, one that actually got used by another Canadian expansion team, the Grizzlies. What do you make of the name Toronto Grizzlies? Good, bad, indifferent, weird and misplaced what are your thoughts i can never i can never be like it's a good idea because of like the loathing i feel for (laughs) vancouver in general and like uh but the grizzlies like not the team and place aside it was a sick logo and it was Mm -hmm. really good colorway it was good jerseys um it probably wouldn't have been the same in toronto I don't think it's like, I don't think it's very specific and like good to pl- to place, you know, it's like, I don't, maybe like black beer is more apt, yeah. but like yeah. that couldn't really work either. So yeah, I don't know. Another like slightly more Canadian name, but just kind of as like uh, general as dragons for me. 
Yeah, I guess Grizzlies has, like, the We the North appeal you're looking for, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah, people in Alberta and Newfoundland and, uh, like, the territories and BC can relate to Grizzlies and maybe latch on. But people in Toronto and Ontario in general just have no connection to them at all. Vancouver always made more sense for this. And I know you don't like the, <laughs> the, the city or the place, but, like, it is a place that has grizzly bears in it's nearby. true they it go to the garbage sense. dump with yeah. eagles like bald eagles it's very majestic yeah. it's like a beautiful garbage dump <laughs> um <laughs> it doesn't work in memphis either it, it doesn't work is, in i don't memphis, know why no. they kept it but <laughs> like it should have been the memphis blues or something like that but i mean uh, i guess that shows that like it is a name that can travel so that it is not really tethered to play so it is kind of one of these sports it's like a sports name right it is very sportsy yeah, yeah. um and it's like, i like the name of it and it sounds in- intimidating and all that stuff but yeah toronto grizzlies doesn't make sense do you think they go with the same colorway that the original Vancouver Grizzlies went with, or is it something else? I mean, the, the the original Grizzlies is just kind of the counter to Toronto taking the other popular color in the 90s. Uh, they took teal, Raptors took purple, mm-hmm. uh, and that seemed like a fair trade-off as opposed to them both taking, or, or one of them taking both. Uh, but how do you think the Raptors go in terms of colors if they are the Grizzlies? Like a, a purple field and like a blood-red <laughs> Grizzly <laughs> would be pretty tight, though. Um, and like a bit psychedelic <laughs> yeah yeah you're not wrong uh, <laughs> I, I also think there's risk of some brown here uh, yeah. are there any brown NBA teams right now I know the Thunder had a brown jersey but did they I think they had one but they might still have one envisioning the Love's logo on it the Love's Truck Stops logo which is such I mean there can be flourishes of brown brown um i'm gonna sneeze oh i'm okay um (laughs) it seems there have been brown like versions of uniforms like there's i'm seeing a brown lakers jersey uh a mav this must have been for something there was like a brown mavs jersey was this for like the army or something oh probably yeah it was like an adidas it's yeah. ugly. It's not Probably nice. Probably had sleeves on it. Yeah. It kind of looks like an ice cream sandwich, you know? It's not bad, but you don't want to be mm. really playing in that. I guess the calves mm-hmm. are like the closest thing to brown because the, the maroon can kind of look a little flat. Brownish at times, yeah. yeah. And their they're yellow is almost like a disgusting brown, like a motel <laughs> bedspread brown. Yeah, it's it's not an it's like an aged jersey. Um, yeah. Just the like gr- gross pit stains. Yeah, there was yeah. that like sort of brownish jersey in um, the All Star game this year. Yeah, which seeing them in person, I didn't hate. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's like a root can, beer you candy. Do, <laughs> you can do good things with brown. Like the San Diego Padres make it work for them, although mm-hmm. it's not great, and they're you know they could probably be better. And you know the fact that they pair it with yellow doesn't make a, a lot of sense, but. Uh, I think there is a world in which it works. If you do like a brown and a red, maybe with touches of white, th- would that make sense for the Toronto Grizzlies? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't like it. It would just all. be kind of sludgy, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of the mascot, we already know what the Grizzlies mascot looks like. It is Grizz, of course, who was first introduced in 95 as the uh, Vancouver Grizzlies mascot. Do you think Toronto goes with something similar, just a very large, rotund bear? 
Yeah, I think that's yeah. the clearest answer. I think they mm-hmm. might hear. Would do you think they'd make him like fat? <laughs> mm, he actually he's not fat. He is a pretty muscly bear. I know though. he's not like, now he's got fat. Pipes, actually, yeah. But do you think they'd make him like jokey? Because uh, no. in this era, like I, I know this from watching Last Dance, there was like an era of Benny where they made him fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it looked like the mascot had like a hula hoop around the middle <laughs> section, right? And it was like more of like a goofy bell shape, kind of um, like Bernie, yeah. Yeah, so I'm wondering yeah. if like that, if that's how they would introduce. See, my <laughs> thinking here is that, and like looking at this muscly bear, it's pretty disconcerting. But my thinking is. That if you are the Raptors, like you still have the same people applying to be the mascot in '95 as you do, and so the guy who is the Raptor, I'm assuming probably gets the job, and because of his acrobatic tendencies, I, I think he's probably going to want a more streamlined outfit, no matter what the mascot is. So I, I don't think they go fat bear just because of the people they hired, unless they just like try to find some doughy lad to be more of like a friendly, huggable mascot. But I, I think the the acrobats of the original raptor are I think are something you're going to try to replicate no matter what animal it is you're trying to to embody. True. Yeah. Um, do the raptors, if they're called the grizzlies, what is the fate of them? Do they have a similar trajectory to the Vancouver grizzlies? I. I I think of all the names we've come across so far, this is the most title-sounding of the jerseys, of, of the team names, but uh, I'm still not convinced they actually ended up actually winning it. They might compete like the Grit and Grind Grizzlies did, but not quite break through. Yeah, I mean, like kind of like the Dragons, you run the risk of, <laughs> if you're giving a team a name like this that's transferable, of like mm-hmm. the team then being transferred to another market. Um, you know, who's to say that the Grizzlies don't get shipped off to like the dakotas yeah yeah (laughs) north dakota grizzlies actually sounds pretty cool yeah it's not bad i I don't know any (laughs) towns in north the bismarck grizzlies yeah Uh, what's the let's see is it bismarck or is that or is that montana or montana billings yeah yeah bismarck yeah Mm. who cares about those states uh (laughs) except for phil jackson i suppose uh, Fargo, yeah. Fargo, <laughs> Grizzlies. Last one here before we uh, move into the two, the second part of this episode, because of course we're running along on this topic. Uh, <laughs> this is a really good name in terms of uh, just like analyzing where it came from and the implications of it. Not a good name for a sports team, I don't think. The Toronto Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, talk about the hogs. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, I understand. I understand like the Hogtown stuff with Toronto, um, but I don't. I've never liked it. I mean, and I also realize that that's like that's where smoke comes from too, because mm-hmm. of like rendering and processing plants or whatever. Um, but like, you're not. If you're the hogs, one, you're just like brutes and like this type of player. I don't know. Maybe you would have ushered in a new era of basketball of just like a goon, like an all goon team. Do you know what I mean? Like not even like goon in the way the bad boys were just like I'm thinking like hockey and like wrestling, but like WWE, like caricature wrestling sort of team. So maybe that would have been cool, but you would have been hated the name automatically gives you like pretty gross associative 
Like uh-huh. pe- people are like, I don't want to play those guys. I don't want to go there to that gross hog city. <laughs> you know, like a hundred percent, they'd be they'd play like they'd pump in like a snorting noise, um, like th- through the speakers when it was when it would be like the clapping your hands kind of thing, or like the defense chant would just be a bunch of people snorting. Like, do you remember when I tried to do the snorting sound? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like with Vivek, um, I don't know how much I hated it, and we'd all defense. we would be doing it defense. all the time. <laughs> they would give out like fake noses, like it would be really <laughs> gross, and it's grossing me out to talk about it. Um, I guess the merchandising potential is like is there, but um, you couldn't be proud, like you couldn't be proud of this team. Absolutely not. The fake noses in playoff games. Uh, that, that is the one regret I have for them not becoming the Hogs, because that sounds pretty fun to me. And we re- re- would replace, like, the lint rollers that Drink Drake gave out after uh, having the lint roller on the sideline in 2014. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's just so much. I mean, I'm not sure if this was the vernacular back then, but obviously Hog has uh, <laughs> worked its way into the slang. Yeah, it's in gross in different not ways. not so savory way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> back then it was more just like, oh, look at that dirty pig. Uh, now it's much worse and would be uh, cause for all sorts of uh, of making fun. Although maybe an NBA team being called the Hogs causes that to not actually enter the dark vernacular. And it's just, oh, it's just the Hogs. And, and it never becomes that, which, you know, probably is good for the world. I just, yeah, there, there's nothing here. The, the color scheme, you'd have like a light pink and like a gray maybe. It's <laughs> like your color. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just no, thank you. The court design would look terrible because you'd have pink paint probably up against the wood color, which would be very, like not contrasting nearly enough. I could see and them trying to lean more into like the rural demographic too, and doing something with like hay bales at the side of the court. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You know, really like more like the DJ, the DJ would be playing like country music. Oh, the <laughs> arena would be called the barn. Oh my god, it would be. <laughs> And like I hate, I hate this universe, but I'm intrigued by it. I don't want to yeah. be in it. I want to be. I want to visit it for a game and then be like, "Thank God we can leave." Yes, I think it's one where you just want to like make a dimension trip once and then uh, just erase that file and, and never have it exist again. The mascot um, I picture being like, you know, the Ninja Turtle. Was it Be- Bebop or Rocksteady? Was the was the pig? Oh God, I, I don't know. Uh, the pig Ninja with the mohawk. Pig. Um, Nin- I was not a Ninja Turtle boy, so I don't. Oh, know. interesting. Ninja. I was a Ninja Turtle girl. Um, <laughs> pig. Uh, I think they, Bebop. Yeah, Bebop. Oh, there's two of them. Bebop was and the Rocksteady. Rock Rock Steady's Steady's the, the rhino. rhino. Yes. Okay. I think it would look a lot like um, Bebop. Ooh, like that's, a that's like a pink. Like it would be. It's supposed to be a boar, but he's like extremely pink and like hairless. Mm-hmm. But cool, so he'd have like, he'd definitely have piercings and like a crazy hairdo <laughs> where you could like put the like highlight color of the team as like a mohawk. I really mm-hmm. picture it looking like this mascot, which again, uh, the child me would have loved, <laughs> <laughs> but it would not have aged well. I could have seen them going off of you remember the raccoons. 
the television program. I hated that show. Those things were disgusting. Uh, so they had the pigs. Their names were Lloyd, Lloyd, and Floyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Lloyd Boyd and Floyd. And they were the bumbling hench pigs of Cyril Sneer, mm-hmm. as I'm reading on the raccoon's Wikipedia right now. Uh, Cyril Sneer is like sort of a pig-looking character. Not really. So maybe they go with something. Like, oh, God, he's horrifying. Um so maybe they go with some sort of serial sneer, angry look. I could also see them going with, uh, like, well, first of all, the mascot's name is Suey for sure, and it sucks, and I hate oh, it. Oh, God. Uh, and, yeah, like, some sort of, like, roided-out pig makes some sense to me, and I, I I don't want it to make sense, but I can just envision it, and I hate it. By the way, uh, serial sneer is an aardvark, so never mind. Uh, I think in the pig family, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's rough. Or maybe it's just, like, a walking rib or something like that, like some sort of meat-based mascot. I hate all of this. Uh, What happens to the hogs? Do they win anything? Do they, like, win a title that everyone's angry about, uh, like in protest or something like that? Uh, What happens to the Toronto hogs success-wise? No, I think they just continue being goons. Um, They gradually, (laughs) if the NBA travels toward what we know of it now, they'll gradually have a thinning roster because that type of... Um, player is not really needed anymore. So they'll be like an antiquated team that can't that can't stay relevant. This is a team that is absolutely built around Charles Barkley and not Vince Carter in the late nineties. Like they trade Vince Carter for Charles Barkley oh. to embody the hog spirit. But he's the smallest one on the team. Otherwise yeah, yeah. you're gonna have like really big men. But like Oh, they almost certainly draft Bryant Reeves instead mm-hmm. of Damon Stoudemire in this situation as well. I know I know Reeves went ahead of Stoudemire in the draft, but like they make a trade on draft day with the Grizzlies to take Bryant Reeves to be hog in chief. <laughs> um and yeah, like they I think they're certainly the last team to adopt math ball. They they don't they shoot in twenty twenty they shoot like six threes a game and just throw uh, all the elbows and ugh. I, yeah. I'm done talking about the Toronto Hogs. That feels like a good place to leave this one, Katie. Uh, We have many more (laughs) names to go through in the second part of this podcast. Uh, But I want to thank you for joining me on today's edition, Katie. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I would like to plug uh, basketball. uh, Our other podcast, um, which episode two came out yesterday. Um, I'd like to plug NBA Self-Isolation Watch which is on week nine, which is crazy to me. Uh, I'd like to plug, got a lot to plug. Um, another another series like column I started at Dime, which is um, called Year None. And it's going to kind of poetically, very like basketball feelings-y kind of trace, uh, trace the big storylines of the year. So like Zion, LeBron, probably the Raptors, just like who were either peaking or like struggling or going to have a comeback and something was going to happen to them. But now we'll never know. Your first one on Zion is extremely good. Everyone should go read that. Uh, You could also do a basketball or a basketball as it's uh, colloquially said is also has a Patreon page. If you want to go check that out, patreon.com slash basketball with two H's Uh, $4 gets you uh, access to a discord server with Katie and I, where I'm sure we'll talk a lot about the Toronto hogs and other things. (laughs) I Um, won't. A little a Toronto Hogs panel. And we'll also, uh, at 30 patrons, we will be doing two mailbag episodes a month. So please uh, fire that up. Much appreciated. 
appreciate it and uh, support us if you dig the work that we're doing. Um, you can also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be back on Raptors HQ next week. I was a little bit, I made a short cameo appearance today. SB Nation did a redraft of the 2014 through 2016 drafts and uh, both Daniel Reynolds and I chipped in some thoughts there. And also uh, next week I'm gonna have a piece probably about the Raptor actually. So stick around for that on Raptors HQ coming up. And uh, that's gonna do it for today's show. Thanks to Built Bar and Blinkist for sponsoring the podcast. And and uh, now go tell your smart speaker to play Locked On Fantasy Baseball as baseball is probably coming back soon. So you want to get ready for your fantasy leagues. Uh, that's going to do it for today. We'll talk to you again on Monday with part two of our conversation about the uh, doomed names that did not end up getting attached to Toronto's NBA team. Have a great weekend, everybody. Cheers. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.